You know, I woke up today. I looked at the calendar on the wall. I touched the date. I felt the day. I closed my eyes, and I knew it was a Thursday. I don't know why, but every Thursday it feels different. I get all tingly with excitement, the anticipation. Santosh was thinking as he was having his morning coffee. He was all by himself. Maybe people let him be. Something was off. Something was surreal. Thursdays made Santosh feel very real. Cause that day, his friend shared it. A few weeks passed. It was the new episode of the Thigh Gap podcast. His memory was vague. His mind was restless. As he thought, What if I unleashed myself? What if I creased myself? Iron out all the kinks. Get the dust off my top shelf. The smaller my cave gets, the bigger my imagination bets on all the potential I fear. But am I the only one who's afraid, or is someone else here? Why do I feel this way on a Thursday? Santosh will find out soon enough. Follow, subscribe, and share, and spread the word, huh? About Thigh Gap Thursdays. Such a crybaby, dude. Justin Langer. I think we should do one dedicated to Justin Langer. Oh yeah, it's like when when the match goes well, it's just come in and yeah. Let's not talk about you know the match. You just you guys did fantastic. <laughs> let's just disperse. Let's just get the fuck out of here. You know, when something goes wrong, it's like PowerPoint presentation, three hours. Sit inside. Nathan Lyon, watch this run out. Watch this run out. <laughs> I get Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. You know, they used to describe New Zealand in this way, but how the turntables. Hello, hello. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Thai Gap Podcast. This is Bogus Noog, and with me, as always, is... Being Brute here. Welcome, everybody. Mm. Brute, let's get right into it. Uh, we're fresh coming off of the World Trade Center's uh, test, final test finals between uh, New Zealand and India. And, yes, uh, have you heard that saying before? Like, always the bridesmaid, never the bride? Because Kiwis were never... They always came so close, but they were always so far. Yeah, they are like they are like the upgraded version of the 90s South Africa. Yeah. Where, you know, South Africans were chokers. Mm. But New Zealanders were not kind of chokers. Right. Like, somehow the choker tag never came to New Zealand. They were just too nice. Yeah, they were too nice. People were like, nah... Too much of negative connotation if you call them chokers and yeah. all. Uh, and they always lost like ridiculously close. It was not yeah. like they've, they've crumbled under pressure or anything. It was mm-hmm. always like the whole World Cup finals was an example. Oh, that was an example of where they did not lose, yeah. but they were forced to They lose. were forced to. They're like, you're used to it, so take yeah. it. Yeah, just take it. Yeah, just take it because, yeah. you know, you know, you know how what's the drill. Yeah. <laughs> you know how the drill goes, like you come close and then you lose. Yeah, I mean, we understand you've had so many close shaves, but yeah. we invented the game and we don't have one <laughs> yet. You need to give it to us. You need to give it to us next time. Next time, come on. Yeah. Like, you had your chances. Yeah. But yeah, dude, New Zealanders are... I've heard the phrase, by the way. Yeah. I've also heard the phrase where the true gentleman game mm-hmm. played by... The, the team that played the game in the true spirit mm-hmm. has always been New Zealand. Yes. And the great statement by Virat Kohli, where I don't think any team has bad members in it mm-hmm. or, you know, bad players. Really? Yeah. Have you not heard <laughs> that? Like, like some idiot asked Virat Kohli, like, uh-huh. so New Zealand doesn't have like bad players or like angry players or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, that way. Yeah. Okay. And Virat Kohli was like, I don't think any team has it. And, like, mm. and the reporter was like, no further questions, your honor. Yeah. 
So, but WTC man, two towering teams. Yeah. Uh, slandered by unbelievable weather of England to a point that the Englishman only said like, stop putting important matches in England. Right. You're ruining the game. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. And like I was saying, you know, that, that start that the Kiwis were famous for, I'm now seeing a meme where we have racked up as many close shaves in the recent past and we have not had um, a major like tournament tro- trophy in a while. And we've always been since, there and thereabouts. Yeah, I think since Dhoni. Since Dhoni. Yeah. Which says a lot or does it? It's not much. Uh, I actually don't think too much about it. I think if you'll go back there, I mean, go back in majority of the finals, like I think about the 40% of the finals, if not 50, mm. it's not a, you know, even Steven, mm-hmm. there was some kind of external force or external element, which kind of ruined the flow of the game. The semifinal we lost in World Cup, yeah. right, with New Zealand, yeah. was the same problem. Half of the game was played on one day and mm. then rain came in and the other half was played on completely another day. And I just can't understand. If it was a group stage match, I still get it that you continue the game. But if it is like a semi-finals, how can you give two different conditions for the same match? Also in England, by the way. Right? Also in England. So England is the victim here. Michael Vaughan should shut up. And morally, you know, he should complain about the weather mm. and his own country's climatic conditions. Rather than, oh, India is such a bad team. I think he should shut up. Like, England is not doing any good. And I think in a few weeks, we have that spectacle to look forward to as well, which is India plays England in the Test Series. In England? In England, yeah. It's coming up in like around Uh, three weeks or two and a half weeks. I I, I don't know if it will be a very tough competition. It won't. I mean, yeah, it won't have the kind of spice that it had uh, before. Now you can still kind of sense that, yeah. But hasn't that England been in our bucket list for a while now? You know, us. We won a test series with England, right? Oh, yeah, we did? Yeah, we, we won, uh, I think, uh, in Ravid's captaincy. Oh, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. But when was the last time England won one in India? Yeah, true. Well, it's been a Cook. long while. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's even, like, it doesn't have that firepower of a series that I want to see. Which is why I said look forward to because we kind of already know the result. So it's going to be fun. It's, yeah, it's just like, uh, did, did this happen? Yeah, this happened. Yeah, yeah. I saw it coming. Yeah. It's like that. Virat, the only thing that I want to look forward for is that Virat Kohli is 72nd century or 71st century. Mm. 71st. I think that is my problem. I want Virat Kohli to get back to his century making ways. Uh, how many matches is it going to be? I have no idea. I literally have zero Can you idea. imagine if even at the end of those matches, he still was not able to make it? It would be really disappointing. Yeah. For a guy like Virat Kohli, I would be genuinely disappointed. Then I would probably actually say that, okay, fine. You know what? Can I take it easy with captaincy? Like probably, I, I want you to score runs more than be a good captain. Because I think the team is mature enough to kind of go with the flow. Like Ajinkya Rahane won. He's a decent captain for test. Yeah. Uh, you have Rohit Sharma, who's like a decent captain again. Has shown some experience with finishing in as general, a captain. Yeah, you know, as a captain. Taking his team through. Right, right. And uh, we have to see, I don't know if Shikhar Dhawan is also in the uh, in the race for captaincy, but we have to see how he'll captain in the Sri Lankan series. Mm. So I think I want Virat Kohli, Virat Kohli the batsman more than the Virat Kohli the captain. And that sentiment seems to be shared by like a lot of people like the same sentiment is being is coming from a lot of quarters ki maybe captaincy wise you know it's been a long time that people have been going on you know pointing out those instances yeah. where his team selection is one huge uh, question mark question mark where yeah. people always tend to question uh, him and then the other point uh, the other thing is the actual choices during a match so there are two things. The team selection, I I understand the reason why he selects certain teams. Mm-hmm. Like for WTC final, okay, it's I would I would have personally wanted a Siraj right. in place of either Ashwin or Jadeja. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have probably replaced Jadeja considering mm-hmm. or or Ashwin rather, sorry, 
considering that Jadeja can get me that one extra wicket through fielding randomly, so I would always put that money on it. Whatever man- runs that Ashwin would score, I would anticipate that Jadeja would score, mm-hmm. right? And also, even on English conditions, if say what Ashwin ended up with, like four wickets, mm. I'm pretty sure Siraj would have taken those four wickets. So in my math, that Siraj would always made like a better sense of selection mm-hmm. because he's been very good on seeming pitches and overseas conditions. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and he's full of pace, very energetic. He's a very good fielder, relatively good fielder. Mm. So overall, I would have taken Siraj. I put my money on Siraj. Uh, the other thing with Virat's captaincy, captaincy per se, he has been a phenomenal test captain. Mm. No doubts about that. I think after what Dhoni has showed overseas, I think Virat Kohli bought back that Gangolian era kind of back with that aggression in the foreign conditions. Support going for the fast bowlers. Yeah, go, supporting the fast bowlers. So all that is great in Virat Kohli as a test captain. So I don't mind his test captaincy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day is with the current way we are playing as a country and the kind of talent pool that we have, I think any team would go and put up a decent performance. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't know how much of uh, guiding you need for the one-day team. Okay. That's my point. Right? So therefore, I would have, if, if Virat Kohli is really, and I want Virat Kohli to make runs. I want him to score runs, like big runs that he normally does. Right. And if I feel, because I feel, or like you said, the public sentiment is, mm, maybe the captaincy thing is like coming in the middle for him. Mm. Uh, maybe that's too much of pressure, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's, he's, he's having to sit with Ravi Shastri late in the night. Mm. You know, his team meetings are Ravi Shastri drinking in the night and making Virat Kohli sit and giving the gyan session. Like, Virat, you will become a big captain. You will become a big captain. You will become a big And maybe that is stealing away sleep. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but um, coming to the result though, it was a surprising, not a surprising thing, but it was a weirdly pleasant thing, which is, there is disappointment that, you know, your team did not make it through. But then these guys, yeah. they had to get it. They just had to get it. One ICC tournament. Yeah. Uh, you're disappointed that they got it with India. Right. I mean, that's the disappointment in me. Like, oh, out of all the teams, why India? Mm. That too twice. Right. Uh, the other thing is, yeah, you don't... With the, the thing with New Zealand is, you don't mind them winning even if they're the opposition. Yeah. They're just so well behaved or they conduct themselves so well. And there is no on your face kind of a defeat with New Zealand, right? Yeah. They're very accommodating with your loss also. Even if they are the winning team, they accommodate you. They have their own way of like making you feel good. And that's the beauty about them. But having said that, how they conduct how the ICC con- approached or dealt with the WTC final, which is an inaugural final. Yeah. I think it was hard. Gross mishandling. I didn't like the way they have they have conducted about like one third of the match is washed out and players are constantly sitting in the dressing room and they're like, okay, when do I go out? When do I go out? Yeah. You have a reserve day, great, but you know, you have only one test match, so you rather treat it extremely fairly, right? Yeah. So that is that is my what do you say? Uh my problem with how the WTC was played uh but it uh, looked like like a big re- big part of the like re- contributing factor behind that mismanagement and all that was the pandemic for the most part i mean they pretty much came out clear and said even if situations were normal having a three match series uh, is not possible because you have to block teams uh, calendars uh, so much in advance so it's just not feasible so the way they came out up front and said that, it was kind of uncharacteristic, at least from my experience of either ICC or ECB or you know anyone from that part of the uh, sphere, where they always try to dance around you know words and dance around uh, their decisions. But this one, they were pretty clear in coming out immediately and saying, hey, it's not something that's practical. So for me, it felt like it's probably the pandemic that caused a lot of this. I don't think so. Well, I mean, it's a convenient reason to blame upon. I mean, yeah, it is a convenient yeah. reason. And But if I look at it, three test matches is like a month. Yeah. Right? And you're doing this once in every two years. 
right? Yeah. With only two teams. It's not like you're blocking every other international team. But you don't know who the finalists are going to be, right? Until you come to the finals. So that's the individual board's call, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure halfway through, you kind of have an idea that, okay, these are the three or four teams that might go, that might become finalists. Yeah, I mean, that's a guess. Yeah, there's all bound to be like either England, New Zealand or... We don't know. I, I mean, like... Uh, Australia... Three, four teams. Yeah, there are three, four teams right, yeah. at max. Yeah. You don't expect a Bangladesh to come. Or you don't expect in this, with this kind of, you know, uh, hierarchy or this kind of potential of team, you don't expect a West Indies to come. It's yeah, very rare. That current they, form. Yeah. They might one one out se- They might win one-odd series uh, here and there, but mm. across two years performing consistently, that capability is there only with few teams. So you already know, it's like Federer and Nadal in their prime. It's almost like they're playing so that others get a chance to participate in the tournament. You know that these guys are going to go to the final wherever, whichever tournament they're participating in. In a way, as a counter-argument to their justification, you could also say that there's no, no one's putting a gun to anyone's head saying, as soon as you know who the finalists are going to be, hmm. that you have to immediately schedule the final. Like once we know, okay, India and New Zealand are supposed to be the finalists, then let's just try to block a time in the near future yeah. where we can do a three match uh, like a series or or also how i mean it, it is a, it's rather tiresome and pretty long logistics but what they can also probably do is play three different test matches in three different venues you know oh that is crazy like it spread it across just one test match this month between you both so we need your commitment for one week in england then a month later, we are like, okay, I need both of your commitments in, say, uh, South Africa. So three test matches and the best of the three and all three in different venues. It's not like, it's not just supporting one, you know, one type of game, right? If you can even do that, even that is still fine, according to me. But I don't th- think that should that, that is be a like problem. You're proposing a way tougher alternative to just having Because it is the toughest format of the game. It is. I mean, if you were to go purely by merit and by principles, this is the best way to do it. Yeah. Which is you'd go to different places. Yeah. And then you test these teams out. On different conditions. On different conditions. Different teams and whatever. Yeah. So, I think there are ways to solve the problem. And ICC, with all the experience of conducting and, you know, organizing so many world events or championship events, they should have done a much better job of it. I if, think if the whole effort was to promote test cricket, mm. they have done a bad job. It's an anticlimax. It is an anticlimax, right? For sure. So, so you didn't really make waves. Well, how much did the pandemic do have to do with that? Is the only thing that I'm wondering. So, I just feel that the next time that they have to do this is where they can really be judged. The reason why I say pandemic is not a re, is not a smart answer, right? You're conducting IPL for two and a half months right mm-hmm. and you're creating bio bubbles mm-hmm. and it is being done by bcci mm-hmm. it's which is one single board how difficult is it for you as an icc to create a bio bubble for two teams it's not even like 10 teams so don't give me the reason that you're short of logistics you're you know you don't have hotel rooms or whatever mm-hmm. that you couldn't plan ahead you you this was two years ahead right this was pre-pandemic times where you were coming into this so I don't find it like very convincing from ICC. The fact that they came very abruptly to it because they wanted to hide all the other aspects that, oh, fuck, we didn't... Like somebody in the room was like, oh, by the way, we didn't consider the weather, guys. Like it rains a lot here in summer. Mm. So and it's a test match. So it's not like we should be just... We should not just be lucky on one evening. We should be lucky on like five days. Right. Right. Which is a long shot in England. And that too in like a secondary ground. It was not even one of the prime grounds. It's not Oval or or Lords or anything. Some Southampton, I don't even know how many games were played there. Mm. Like, it's not a mainstream ground per se, right? Yeah. So, the infra of that ground, how good it is, all that comes into the picture, right? So, that way, I think they missed a huge beat. That too in England, the first thing you consider is, guys, let's see how much rain is there in the next two weeks and they didn't see that I guess but then there's also the other aspect of 
the schedules or calendars of other teams like i don't know how how far in advance are all those booked like um this time of the year you know west indies is going to play pakistan for example for a, so these two teams are locked down yeah then australia is going over to south africa or something yeah so these get decided like way before yeah, yeah. Right? i think over year year and a half at least 12 to 18 months so before. isn't that what makes it tough when how so was i mean wtc final was decided 2 years back right not like the finalists were not decided yeah. but this is the date of final right and it's like one test match that's a week right so put practice travel everything everything together it's two weeks mm. right mm. so you know two years ahead that oh these two weeks let's not schedule anything mm-hmm. whether you win come to that final and all that's all secondary mm-hmm. but you can still block two weeks it's not a huge deal say if they would have said like block like one like it's a three test uh, three series three test series for the finals so it's going to be a month long mm-hmm. still 18 months before for you to kind of cushion one month is still not a big challenge you may not be able to participate in another event but if it is like just to fix like india tour south africa or west indies tour pakistan just for two teams to come together and fix that finance it's not a huge deal that's oh. what i mean that's what i feel also what was the reason for the last minute change from lords i, I never knew like why they shifted absolutely it was no always idea. going maybe, to be lords maybe london was a hot spot or like i i don't know i don't know and i don't think it rained right in those days in lords <laughs> i don't know that too i think someone like, mentioned that also that uh, it you idiots it's not raining there yeah. <laughs> like you bastard no i think okay the other point that i want i mean the weather thing is in england i think they should not put anything in england mm. like at least major with global warming and everything don't push major series in england simple mm. the other thing is should it should it have been a single test finals or like a three test final it's never going to be fair like a two year long contest you are trying to decide when all of those series are decided in best of threes or best of fives mm-hmm. how can you have like one off test match final and you say that this decides who the best because objectively speaking i still think india is looking at the performance mm. india is number one like the best test yeah team in the last two years in wtc yeah. there's no doubt for like, especially because of all the touring they did and the huge victories yeah, the like bio bubbles they stayed bio in. bubbles the border gavaskar trophy yeah. going there and winning that then winning against england yeah when they actually won the first one yeah which kind of threw a spanner in our so the case in, and that's that's another thing i wanted to highlight india seem to have a pattern with every series they lose the first match and then they win the rest yeah yeah australia the same thing happened yeah. uh, england the same thing happened mm. oh i'm not considering you know west indies and bangladesh and all new zealand we lost mm. right new zealand has always been that stone in the shoe kind of a yeah. scene right yeah uh south africa we like demolish them mm. like ridiculously so if it was a three test series maybe we would have we would have come back i'm sure because i don't know maybe we would have become smarter with our selection maybe we would selection have been would like have changed for let's sure. drop ashwin let's bring siraj oh no i think they would have dropped jadeja probably after the first whichever match. like I'm, i i hate ashwin so i'm putting ashwin's name hmm. but no no i'm saying like they would have come back and come up with a stronger like this thing maybe they would have dropped somebody and bought mayank agarwal just to get that firepower down in the middle order mm-hmm. right or something like that because that's what happened in england that's what happened in um australia australia though it was almost by force mm. but england they bought aksar patel and then suddenly things like whoa what is this guy doing right and uh, if it were going to be a three match series for sure um they would have brought along shardul as well maybe yeah but shardul was playing with uh, just as an if, option i mean if it was three match Sri right they would have changed their plans is what i'm saying mm-hmm. shardul i actually washington think washington sundar yeah only for his batting they would have got him and also his bowling we don't i mean like he still is pretty good bowler so if i would have replaced say jadeja with washington sundar mm-hmm. right and not bought the extra seamer mm mm-hmm. we don't know how that will work out because if you are playing in say briston uh, bristol or 
oval or some place like that mm-hmm. the there is a tendency of the ball turning but if you have a choice between washington and jadeja jadeja in which scenario would you pick yeah jadeja always jadeja is like only reason why i would pick washington sundar is i find washington sundar a better player of pace bowling mm-hmm. than jadeja jadeja is not that strong with pace bowling especially on seaming wickets mm. i mean he does grind it out no doubt about it but technical i feel he's a little technically you know is more of a bottom hand player mm. and you're not a great i mean generally you can't deal with seam bowling with bottom when you're a bottom hand player mm. and washington sundar is like a conventional opener so he has that good leave yeah. he's tall he can deal the bouncer well i mean he's shown it right like and jadeja has a huge weakness with bouncers like mm. he can't deal bouncers well especially how he got out in the second innings right wagner kept bouncing him uh, who uh, i keep thinking of anderson who is that southy mm. southy kept bouncing him you know over the wicket yeah. and finally that's how he got and out and stark did the same thing in bodagavaskar yeah. and jadeja yeah. had no answer because it was that coming angle. across an awkward diagonal angle and the same thing he did uh, i think who comments did it to sundar and mm. he got thumped over like yeah. like yeah. square leg yeah. because of the height factor right yeah. washington is is way taller, taller. Yeah. and also i think he has a much better sense of uh, you know bouncy delivery like mm. bounce balls mm. so, so that would be the only reason why i would probably go with washington sundar on a you know in a condition like england because he has that good front foot he has a huge reach mm. he plays spin relatively well uh, he's not in spin he's not as good as jadeja jadeja deals spin much better like he has a much more aggressive approach mm. but that's like an untapped you know quality of uh, washington sundar you didn't see him play mm. you didn't see him play uh, spin bowlers that much yeah and it it reminds me actually of uh, you know when the whole thing about going with our tenured players as opposed to some of the newer uh, candidates it took me back to a moment just after gaba uh in borgavaskar where ashwin was being asked whether he was looking forward to the world uh test championship final and how much that me- how much that means to him and he made a comment about how much it meant especially to players like him and pujara and the others who will only mostly figure in a test squad yeah so when it comes to an icc world cup etc they can't hope of probably being in the squad and maybe experiencing that yeah so it's in a test thing that where it guarantees their presence almost right so they're really looking forward to it because for them it means that much yeah which is a fair point it's a fair point and from his perspective from his perspective absolutely fair yeah and that made me think that oh this is the way he expressed it and he has a tendency to express things with some amount of salt like <laughs> not i was i was not going to say salt sand <laughs> i was going to say conviction yeah yeah he does have that like he does have the uh communication style of kind of like putting authoritative like putting a stamp yeah. at this point you know like so the way he said it it felt like okay this may be the prevailing sentiment in the t- and i won't blame the team management also to think along those lines ki it is sure, it's yeah. not fair like when we have world class players and they don't have a hope of maybe figuring in the uh, one day formats this is a world test you know for they this is their format and it's the first time inaugural and that's the reason why i think there was that insistence that even two days before the toss happened hmm. they just went out and declared ki this is the this squad is the this is it yeah i think um It's a fair point what I should put okay yeah, but that's a very in a team sport you can't have such a subjective you know uh, standpoint mm-hmm. like what happened like okay fine we took pujara great we took ashwin great mm-hmm. what was their contribution so what matters ultimately in a team sport is what is the condition that we are playing in who are the opposition that we are playing against who is in a good touch Mm-hmm. right pujara has been suffering for quite a while mm-hmm. right after the australian series uh, even in the whole australia except for that innings if you look back he did not get that big hundreds right it's been quite a while since he got big hundreds yeah including virat kohli mm. right so so you need to take these things into consideration you miss out you miss out come on like you know the team needs to win 
it can't accommodate sentiments it seemed to me like at the end of it if you had to draw a line and say what really made the difference for me it seemed to be jameson and ken kenana but what did you think like what actually made the difference between the two teams in terms of i mean how it I, played out there were strategic flaws obviously from our end i think the toss played the biggest factor right in, in any with that kind of rain with those kind of overseas look at how the pitch played in the first two days mm-hmm. it was un, it was great batting display by indian team by the way their 217 was almost as equal to what new zealand scored that 250 240 change right yeah. it's the same score so i don't see a huge difference in the score on the contrary i thought new zealand didn't perform well in the first innings they should have gotten a lot more runs but it was in the second innings where we really fell short right second innings was our mistake mm-hmm. second innings i think it was good bowling right but it was not drastically different bowling it was almost the same kind of bowling that they did mm. in the first innings it was no huge change uh it was whatever changes they made were obvious because in the first innings even though they were bowling short of length the ball was still doing a lot mm. or decently a lot mm. but in the second innings they had to bowl full for so that the ball can do something so this should have been anticipated that okay you know this is what is happening we saw it what what happened when we were bowling so they are going to go go fuller to us right and that's going to be their apple card mm. the mistake that i thought was purely like technical mistake not many players went really forward mm. they should have covered the length and then left the ball if it's too short leave the ball but at least go forward which is what i think they didn't do and and you obviously see jameson was fucking amazing dude mm. like for his age his experience and the composure that w- with which he played the whole test and even the 22 runs innings that he played was extremely vital yeah, yeah. it's almost like that innings that uh, almost like the ajinkya rahane innings in in gawa you know he right. comes plays that quick fire 27 shows the intent till that time if you see everybody was like trying to dry out the balls and all jameson comes wax a six you know plays two shots misses whatever and then everybody like you see what happens next williamson started playing his shots Mm. So I think that is very important what that short innings that Jameson played was very very important. Yeah, Southie too. Like Southie after, yeah. after Jameson. Yeah. He also added He has come same. on. Southie has the third highest six hitter in New Zealand's like history. So yeah. But yeah, coming to the point as to where it was, uh, where the huge difference was, I think we missed out on the second innings. Our approach as batting in second innings was I think was not that great. Again Pant everybody should have played like Pant. They should have just gone for their shots come forward. You got beat and you got beat and the ball was doing a little anyhow. So you should have gone a little for the shots and if you would have gotten at least another uh 100 runs give or take. Mm. I think we were short of 100 runs. 70 to 100 runs. If you would have gotten 70 to 100 runs they would it would have been very difficult for them to win. and also it felt like uh, you know we picked we went with three pacers to begin with and out of that unfortunately bumrah was having an off day and that also you know played a lot into because if he was like the usual bumrah performance with that pitch with what the ball was doing he could have created a lot of problems bumrah was a disappointment yes like off day yeah like it's a yeah i mean like I get off day mm. it was off five days you know like every day he bowled mm. he didn't look threatening at all i mean with bumrah you expect tk hill ball one that one erratic delivery which mm. is he was trying to bowl some cutter or something so the ball goes here and there fair enough mm. in general bumrah was not hitting his mark generally he is a very good length and full length bowler mm. so i anticipated he would make the best of the situation but for some reason he, he was, was bowling always short. back yeah bowling so short and i was i was failing to understand why that is shami shami does that well he mm. bowls at good length or short of good length and he lets the ball race because of he has that bounce mm. same thing is with ishan sharma right he delivers it from certain height mm. so he lands it like short of length and then he lets the ball do the talking bumrah was the only guy who actually thought that will do the best in that conditions because in general he's a full length bowler he's mm. not like that short pitch or yeah. whatever right yeah 
but yeah bumrah just didn't hit his mark at all yeah and we were all coming uh, like cold into it like these guys played two matches already and there, there was that factor also like india was coming into it uh, at, at a disadvantage but then even then all of this put together ultimately i felt like it's like best of the both worlds happened which is uh having first of all just one match to decide the final yeah it didn't really make sense but in that way new zealand got to it and it feels great that they closed that formality and now they have an icc um cup for themselves which yes. they've been trying for many years since they who knows how many kids how many you know new people that attracted within new zealand towards cricket because they always compete with rugby yeah. who knows like like shane bond will come out of retirement and come back to the team yeah so overall it can only be a good thing for like world cricket that we have one more country like the uh, new zealand if you know it gets them some mileage out of this that's great because if you objectively were to judge who really which team really was the best in wtc i don't think there's any argument that it was india like if you look at the performance overall like with new zealand which is what is i think a great point to their their side mm-hmm. they don't look threatening yeah you know they never look threatening they're like oh yeah they have a williamson oh yeah ross taylor but he's old mm-hmm. like, how much can he play and then you're like oh what watling is leaving or they don't have openers like conway just came mm. it's a matter of time we'll figure out so you look at like new zealand team barring like a trent bolt and tim southy now jameson but before that you are like who are there who I is the star player beyond williamson like brendan mcillum was there okay like you would genuinely feel scared of brendan mcillum you're like oh dude this guy can like take the match away you never know mm. he was like dhoni of new zealand right like he would just single handedly win matches but after that like before him and after him you don't have those swashbuckling players out of new zealand but what new zealand does have they play as a unit unbelievably well and they also have that aspect of wagner right which is you know no matter how the match is going this guy is always going to be giving it his 100% every ball and he's always sure. going to be the thing is i think wagner wagner comes across it's like the wade you know concept yeah, yeah. matthew wade might not have performed like how much did wagner contribute to the win in this match in the finals i don't think much no he did like i don't i mean from my side is like okay he was the, he did what was expected out of him mm-hmm. you know he was not off the mark or he like took everybody by surprise he didn't get that unbelievable wicket right he got one wicket of ajinkar rahane which was basically ajinkar rahane's mistake which no there was this one wicket right which he went wide off the crease all of a sudden jadeja was it jadeja he set up he, he did it very well actually no like wagner is supposed to take the steve smiths the virat kohlis you know you bring wagner to take those wickets it's like bumrah is supposed to take the best wicket he is supposed to pick up ken williams mm-hmm. bumrah is supposed to pick up conway right that's the kind of attitude you have So anything below that Wagner didn't do a great job. Like he took a Jadeja, he picked up like a Ishan Sharma or whoever. Fine. I didn't see Wagner troubling a Pujara. He was bouncing him a lot. Yes, but Pujara wasn't troubled. Pujara wasn't like faced. Wagner didn't trouble Virat Kohli. Wagner didn't trouble Ajinkya Rahane. He did get Rahane, mm-hmm. but he didn't trouble him. Like how Jameson troubled Virat Kohli. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying like Wagner is a swashbuckling player he's like the weird guy right like he comes he puts in a lot of heart no doubt about it but you see the rest of the guys they are doing the same or probably more but you just don't see them like Southy dude mm. every time team Southy comes and like he's still playing like that's the kind of thing that comes to my head like is Southy how come Southy is still playing i don't see him playing i don't remember him playing mm-hmm. so they're so quiet about their job yeah, yeah which is why you don't when you look at new zealand you're like ah it's new zealand even for the matter of fact you look at a south africa right there is one player who comes out the whole team looks different like dude this guy is have like rabada mm. like how will he deal with him right but that's not the case with new zealand which is why i think they were always overshadowed by the star teams right mm-hmm. they were always not really considered a threat and it's kudos to them that in the recent past probably the last 5 or 6 years mm. they grew as a very commendable competitive team right and very aggressive team yeah they're also pretty ruthless about their strategies how like i'll tell you uh, one of the things that really caught my eye 
was Shami was going for his shots in the second innings. Mm-hmm. So he just swings one right, his right. bat and edges. Got like three, four boundaries. Yeah, right? like the ball flies over the slip cotton. Yeah. The next ball, there's one guy in this awkward position mm-hmm. who's like a deep second slip or something. Yeah, yeah. The next ball goes to him. Yeah. Right? It shows it, that is the kind of things that this is how they, they know they've done the homework or they know what is going on. Yeah. I don't see a lot of teams do that. Even Australia missed so many like I mean, they've, they've missed so many strategic moves, right? So, New Zealand, big kudos. And I'm a big fan of New Zealand since Stephen Fleming, by the way. Mm-hmm. I used to like a lot of players of New Zealand. Nathan Astle was one. Chris Harris was another. They're all very likable. Like you said, yeah. unassuming, they come, they do their job. And it's hard not to like them. And And having said all of this, like going into the WTC final, like almost everyone picked New Zealand as their favorite. Almost everyone was saying New Zealand is ahead, for yeah, sure. Yeah. When the match started, New Zealand was always ahead. Yeah. And when the match ended, New Zealand went away. New Zealanders ahead. are like the good middle benches. Right. Right. They're not too ahead where they're trying to like lick asses of everybody mm. to be known as a good team. Mm. Or neither are the two back where there's a rowdy in a way. Mm. They're just this calm middle benches who have fun, like, you know, all around. Mm. So they deserve it, dude. Like... I mean, I'm. I have zero qualms. Yeah. About New Zealand winning this final. Yeah, it was I'm great. I'm really happy for them. Yeah, it was great. Actually, they play amazing cricket. They play some quality cricket. I think this was the best result possible. Where New Zealand <laughs> also won. Yeah. They took away the cup, but then the maze, the maze, uh, the lollipop, the yeah. lollipop, <laughs> the ugly lollipop. But then again, if you objectively judge, like which team was the best. I don't think any practical person can say India was not the best. You know, it's all there. The proof is in the pudding. Um, yes, the final we did not win. So always, yes, we are not the winners. But who performed the best? Yeah. Across WTC? Yeah, yeah. I would still give a 50-50 to New Zealand. Because see, New Zealand almost defeated everybody. Okay? Mm-hmm. More consistent than India. More clinical than India. By home, right? No, across. They went one against Australia in Australia. They went, uh, I think they drew a series in uh, England or someplace. Mm-hmm. They defeated India in at home, mm-hmm. at New Zealand. Uh, again, but I think they were more clinical in their, in their victories and more consistent. India, yes. I think India had a much more eventful WTC mm-hmm. than any other team. Yeah. The whole Australian series... Uh, the whole England series and the series, the South Africa series were... And, uh, you know, tinkering with the way the ratings were, um, like halfway, midway through the tournament, they changed the rules. Yeah. I think, yeah, the thing that probably would have happened is somebody tried hard India not to come to the final. Yeah. I think I that mean, was it definitely... Looked like it. Yeah, it looked like that. But... But if you ask me, like, who was a better team across WTC, I would give a 50-50 to... Both New Zealand and India. Okay. In my book, I think India would inch forward, inch ahead. No, it's okay. Subjective opinion. Yeah, it like is Ravi Chandranara and Ashwin. Like, like I said, I Ashwin. deserve to play WTC final. Like, I mean, he people does. like me and Pujara. Can't, Come on. Can't argue against that point that he made, you know. Like I said, argue, I'll argue against that point from a team perspective. Yeah, that I agree. Like, because it's not, if he if he was like, like a representative of Indian tennis team mm-hmm. and he was like oh i'm not allowed to play olympics because though i performed so well mm-hmm. i would buy the point for, right for me if it's coming from a team captain you know that kind of a statement then for me it's a problem because as a team captain your priority should be the team and what uh which bunch of players are going to make you win the yeah. whole thing yeah if it's a player expressing their own sentiment you know they for that it's no, perfectly it, fair. it's fine yeah. i'm not saying like i said from his perspective you're right. Yeah. This might be your only and chance. It's of not a problem because, you know, he's not deciding anywhere. You know, obviously, if they would have said, Ashwin, tough luck, you got to sit back. He's just going to shut up and sit back. He doesn't have an option. You're That's talking it. as if, like, he'll come up with, like, rowdies and say, like, no. That's I, what I'm saying. I mean, what I, like I said, see, though that point is fair, it mm. doesn't have a place in the overall scheme. Yeah, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. But I just felt that did that play a role or did that play a, that, that sentiment that was there? Not necessarily. Who else is a better number three in test than Pujara? Nobody. Who else is a better off-spinner than anybody else? We don't have a better off-spinner in test 
who's as good as Ashwin. Yeah, so I think this point was about specifically about Ashwin, Pujara, Ajinka Rahane, Rahane and Jadeja probably. Je- come on, Jadeja will play any team. Jadeja will play one day also. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Jadeja will play. Oh, yeah. What are you talking, dude? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's not Jadeja. It's mostly about Rahane, uh, Pujara, Pujara and, and himself. And himself, yeah. And probably Ishan Sharma. Ishan Sharma might yeah, not play another role. For sure. Oh, but I think he knows that. Yeah. But having said that, I still think you should have taken a different composition. Team, like if you asked me a team composition, I would have used Siraj definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the team selection is a point which is never going to die down. As much as Ravi Shastri or Kohli, you know, put out their statements uh, about how or what went into team selection, that's never going to die down. That point. Yeah. Um, but the competition between the two teams, they still made it exciting to watch. With what they got. With what they got. Yep, on the and field. the low scoring, how no one was giving an inch. Yeah. And it was so great to see. Like they made it worth it. Which is why I say two towering teams in yeah. the test as of now. And they deserve to be in finals, both the teams. Mm. You know, great cricketers, the podcast, uh-huh. they like to joke about how these guys are so good. Uh-huh. You can't trust them. I'm sure they have skeletons in their closet. Uh-huh. Each one of them has some dark secret oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> you know, that they're hiding. Uh-huh. And they're just covering it up with this Mask. demeanor yeah. of good behavior. So from an Australian lens, they're yeah. not able to trust it. Yeah, they know, just can't see. buy the fact they that... They can't buy. And it's so funny because when you look at these two teams, hmm. like neighbors... Always have had the dynamic of Australia not bothering too much about the Kiwis. The uncared sibling of the family. And the way this team has had this goal for a while and the way they came about in executing and achieving it now, so many things have to work in tandem or in... um, Clockwork. Like in sync with each yeah. other, you know, like from team selection to the captain, I mean, to all of this, the coach and the we never heard about the New Zealand coach. Yeah. And how come they've done it so well? And then you just look at their neighbors where even now they're still talking about, oh, Langer, you know, <laughs> like I I think there was a there was a clip Shane Vaughan, I think, was talking about uh, Langer could be in trouble or something like that, uh. you know, and how it is so... Like, so different. Nee, don't. It's the same in India, you know. Even today, like, when, when the final was over and I was reading few of the articles, do you think Ravi Shastri should, like, review his position in Indian cricket team? Do you think Virat Why? Kohli... For what? <clears throat> because of the loss. Because of the one final? Yeah, the final <laughs> loss. Seriously. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is our problem. Yeah, yeah, you this know? is public overreaction. The sample set that we typical. consider is so small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas... Yeah. The way that these guys did it, the Kiwis, uh, you don't even know their coaches. Like, I don't know their coach's name, you know, but... Shit, even I don't know. I know he's bald, though. Like, I've just seen him on the... I've not even heard him talk much. And That's uh, what great coaches do. You know, great coaches don't talk. Have you ever heard John Wright talking? Do you remember him coming out and giving interviews? Like, in press conferences and all. Great coaches may not talk, but what about elite coaches? Elite coaches, they are elite. Elite coaches are different. The elitist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they are above the human race. Yeah. Okay. So let's not go there. But good coaches, mm-hmm. in general, they, they are behind. They know their job. In a game like cricket, they know their job. And this is something that Ganguly like heavily prophesized. Mm-hmm. Coach in cricket is not like a, it's not the same as coach in football. Yeah, you know, so that's manager. It's, it's just manager. Like that guy's job is not to like come and teach how to kick a ball. Mm. Like that guy is supposed to give strategy, groom the new players who come into the international team, get them ready for the international stage. You see all the successful teams and look at the coaches in their successful period. They never come in the front. They mm. always like, dude, you're the captain. You go do your job. Yeah. So as long as Justin Langer is Australian coach, I don't think there's a bright future for Australian cricket. <laughs> It's an elite future. It's an elite future. That's a different thing. Yeah. Today is an excellent day. Yes. Guys, go take a rest. <laughs> <laughs> you did great net session. Go take a rest. Like, take it easy. Boys, that was a hell of a show. <laughs> well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
I'm going to meet my wife finally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry to her. Such a crybaby dude, Justin Langer. I think we should do one dedicated to Justin Langer. Oh yeah, it's like when when the match goes well, just come in and yeah. Let's not talk about you know the match. You just you guys did fantastic. <laughs> let's just disperse. Let's just get the fuck out of here. You know? And something goes wrong. It's like PowerPoint presentation, three hours. Sit inside. Nathan Lyon, watch this run out. Watch this run out. <laughs> I get it. You know, he's, he's holding Lion's collar and like dragging you like, saw how you missed the ball, bro. <laughs> saw how you missed the ball. That's not what international cricketers do. That's not elite. That's not elite. Oh, God. Well, yeah. And the test is... I'm happy New Zealand is not an elite team. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an elite team. Yeah. It's quite the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen... The funniest thing is, I've never seen a losing team mm. give a longer speech than a winning team in the Australian series. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Langer spoke for like half an hour. <laughs> and Rahane was like, yeah, it was a good game. We want to bid farewell, like congratulate uh, Lyon for yeah. his 400 wickets and all. Take the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Langer is like, you got 1 billion people. You got to have a good 12-member team. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, correct. Yeah, by that logic, we should have we should have the world's best carpenters, plumbers. <laughs> like why we have one billion people? You gotta have the best carpenters, bro. You gotta have at least twelve best carpenters. Yeah, yeah. We but. should have had the best of everything just by <laughs> statistics. The the one thing I hate is now other people have picked up on this one billion Nonsense. people. Nonsense. Yeah. Oh God, this is some English people are are repeating it. Then some other. Uh, but do you remember? It was the same context was used in the wrong way about like 15 years back or 20 years back, right? Like, I don't know if you remember, every time an Olympic happens, mm. like an American guy or someone, like, I can't understand how a country of 1 billion people can't produce one quality sprinter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like on those contexts. Like right, right. How can a country of 1 billion people can't produce like one good you know, I don't know, short put thrower or javel, javelin thrower or I don't know. Hey, welcome to democracy. <laughs> <laughs> like democracy next in action, just, bro. Like, next time somebody says this statement, like throw them with this. Like check our Olympic medals, bastards. Like we don't have enough people in Olympics. Yeah. We just have a lot of people in cricket. Yes, we agree. But not in like other sports. Like tennis, come on. We have a lot of people in the government and that's usually what... Uh, yeah. Is blocking. Maybe we should let these guys play. <laughs> I still can't get over that PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> oh, God. That was crazy. There was this other guy. Uh, I know I'm digressing. Um, in that, I don't know what you call it, documentary. The, the test, test yeah, documentary. Yeah. There's this one guy who supposedly is a bowling coach or a fitness oh, coach yeah. or something. Yeah. What are you doing, mate? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. There's a fucking cricket test match, mate. You got to show anger. You got to show... Batting, batting coach. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who it was. Yeah. I almost felt like, who are you, dude? Yeah, <laughs> who exactly. the fuck are you? Like, who are you talking to? It was so random, man. Like, I saw... You know, the, the funny thing is, do you know Ian... Um, Brad Haddon was there, I guess. Mm-hmm. He was always silent. He was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He was making his small notes or whatever. Yeah. You know, when I realized Brad Haddon was there in the coaching team of that team, mm. when he was coaching SRH, mm-hmm. so he's in the coaching panel. And like, I saw this face somewhere. Then it stuck me like, dude, this guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy was even there then, you know, with the Australian coaching team. I was like, wow. But I feel bad for like a couple of cricket teams, like South Africa and West Indies. Mm-hmm. Great cricketing teams. They just went horribly wrong in the last few years you can add west zimbabwe indies. also right to that list i mean no but like zimbabwe was never as threatening as a west indian team or a south african team right okay in that sense i'm saying i mean the fall was is way much more i thought indies. you were trying to like talk about external factors you know fucking up the game or the potential of the team like even there was a problem with sri lankan board with yeah. the players and that's i that's think it's just, still there it is still there. I think it's still there. Yeah. Uh, Pakistan is again the same, right? Pakistan like, is always there. Yeah. Pakistan, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for Pakistan, dude. Like, a guy like Amir retires at 28, 29. Mm. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys, dude? Like, but whatever. What I was trying to say is <clears throat> the fall of teams like West Indies, you know, 
from 20 years to what it has come to now mm-hmm. like they're not considered as a competitive team yeah at the test level mm-hmm. right you look at playing i mean there was a pride in going to west indies and playing yeah, their yeah. test match scoring 100 Absolutely, there and all yeah same thing is with South Africa. You go to South Africa, go to like Wanderers or Johannesburg and all these places. You are like, dude, like it's a huge thing. There was pride in West Indies players. I mean, other people yeah. from other countries were proud of West yeah, Indies players. Yeah, like I love Carl Hooper. That's it. Like, <laughs> like I love Jimmy Adams. Yeah, there's so many people whose entire life was King Wave. Yeah. Like everything King Wave. Yeah. And you can't blame them. And that that flavor of cricket is missing uh, now, right? S- something which, else. Which, is, which I think is what ICC should be more focusing on. Like, how do you grow these countries mm. back? Like, how do you facilitate so that the game survives? So yeah. that the game is not between four teams. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, I don't know if you remember 96 World Cup. I do. 96 World Cup, there were quite a lot of potentially strong teams. Mm-hmm. It is not like the World Cup that we have today. Like, yeah. there's a South Africa, Australia, England, India. That's it. Yeah. Right? West Indian team was good. Like, you had Kurtley, Kurtney Walsh and, like, Kurtley Ambrose and... You had guys like Lara, Carl Hooper and all. Yep. Then there was a Sri Lankan team, which was, I mean, at that point it was underdogs, but they were playing like ridiculously well. Yeah. South Africa had like Alan Donald and like God knows, like long list of players. So if you see in general, the top six teams or top seven teams are all like potentially World Cup winners. Mm. It was not like three, four teams. Mm. Like IPL, right? Like in IPL, you always see, ki, okay, RCB will not win. Mm. Delhi Daredevils will not win. Mm-hmm. But they'll all give you a fight. They yes. might fuck up your chances of winning IPL. Mm. They have that potential. And that used to be the case in international cricket. Mm. Now that's not the case. Which is a sad thing according to me. That, I mean, you want to, you see a team like Afghanistan coming up the ranks, trying, like producing internationally strong players. Mm-hmm. But that's bits and pieces. So, ICC should like go in and give their, you know, expertise. Mm. And say that, Hey, dude, we will teach you how to play international cricket. We will teach you how to approach that stage because the game you play at Ranji level or domestic level mm. and then you take that jump to international level, you, there is almost no grooming. Mm. Like today, IPL is there, so Indian players are being groomed to international cricket. Yeah, But there is no grooming, right? There is no exposure of how do you deal with a particular team, a particular condition. And that's what is missing today. Mm. There's so many things that ICC can do rather than fucking up like inaugural test WTC finals and all yeah and we come full circle with that brute final words final thoughts on uh, the WTC final Uh, bad management deserving winner and the upcoming uh, bad what do you call organization right and the upcoming uh, India England series Uh, not going to be very exciting it's going to be what it is Mm. it is what it is I hope to see some records being broken. I want Virat Kohli. Yeah, I want. I was about to say that. I want Virat Kohli to be be back. I want. I want a Rahane century as well. I want a Rahane century as well. Oh, that way I have a long list. Like I want a Pujara's Big Daddy hundred. Mm-hmm. I want a Virat Kohli's you know quick fire two three hundreds. I want a Rishabh Pant's hundred in England. Mm. He has a good record in England, by the way. Mm. Uh, I, I want, want a Siraj Pfeiffer in Lords if he can. I want Ishan to have a lot of fun yeah, because who Ish- knows when yeah. he'll come back. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. All right. And with that, we conclude our episode on the WTC final. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Clap, 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 clap. What did you guys think? Did you, uh, did, did you enjoy uh, it? Do mm. you usually enjoy it? I don't know. The talk on cricket and stuff. Let us know on mindthygap at gmail.com. That's where you can reach us. And of course, at the end of the episode, you'll also have uh, um, mentions of our other socials so you can follow us on there as well. Yes. So until next week. And just don't listen. Take action. Yes. Make a movement. Like, do something. Yeah. Don't be just an ordinary person. Be elite. Elite. Yeah. We Um, will throw a PowerPoint presentation (laughs) soon on our socials about how you can be elite. Exactly. On how many people are listening, but they're not following. Yeah. They're not not absorbing. Yeah. We need to make a PowerPoint on that. Yeah. uh, For an audio (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro. As always, before we sign off, what do we say? Thigh gap. Subscribe. And share. And share. Be elite. Mm.
Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at ThighGap and we are underscore ThighGap on Instagram.